What's up, y'all? It's your man Ernest, or you love Ernest, back again with another episode of the Ernest Thoughts Podcast. And this first topic here, well, let me uh, give a disclaimer. I have a Zoom call to attend to um, in about 40, 43 minutes, <laughs> Forty, about 44 minutes, actually. Um, so if by any chance this cuts off by the, you know, four to, you know, obviously four to four minutes from when I'm recording. So by any chance I have to cut off early, I have to cut off early and talking about this topic. Um, but this is definitely something I wanted to, I thought I've always wanted to bring up, but I thought it was very interesting to bring up, um, because of a recent, movie review for the movie and let me get this title right killers of the flower moon now i have not watched this movie okay so when i speak about the events or what happened in this movie before i bring up the movie i'm not going to bring up events or what happened or whatever um when i speak about this movie like bring it up I'm going based off of what I was told by the movie reviewers that I listened to. Now, I'm not going to give them a shout out though, because it's their podcast and one and another thing, no free shout outs. <laughs> but at the same time, I still am going to, they want a shout out. They want promo. They can contact me. They, you know, we can do something, you know, but no free shout out. So I'm not going to review the podcast that I am, you know, talking about as far as in their review of this movie. I personally, again, I personally haven't seen this movie, but just like what I did for uh, Sound of Freedom, I talked about the discussions that was happening about the film prior to actually going to see the film myself. And then after seeing the film myself, I discussed my thoughts on the film and my thoughts on the discussions about the film that I saw surfacing or heard uh, about prior to seeing the film. This might be the case for this movie here. Now, I said might because I had not planned on watching this movie at all, right? Not at all. I saw the preview for it like one time, and to be honest with you, the preview did not interest me in wanting to see the movie. I also say might because I heard this is a three-hour long movie. Now... I've watched long movies before. <laughs> I've actually, when I was avidly reviewing movies um, on the podcast that I used to have when I reviewed movies and TV shows and all that, when I was actively doing that, I've reviewed longer movies on there, right? Uh, so my method at how I'm going to go into these longer movies or just going to any movie, really, but especially these longer movies, three hours is a long time, people. Like, it's a long time, you know? Um, so my how I'm going to go about doing that is, number one, I have to find a day, uh, preferably, you know, a Friday, because I like going to the movies on Friday. But if it's a weekend, 
that'd be great. If it's a week, if it's a weekday other than Friday, fine with me. But it has to be a day where I know I can allot three freaking hours to sitting in a movie theater. You know, now people are gonna be like, "Well, you can probably find it online." <laughs> I ain't going to do that. <laughs> I ain't going to do that. I Not because it's illegal. I am not going to do that because I know for a fact I'm going to fall asleep. Now, there's a chance I'm going to fall asleep in the theater. Because there have been longer movies where I've fallen asleep in the theater. But I there's a higher chance of me because I'm in my room. I'm sitting on the bed. Or I will end up, if I'm not sitting on the bed, I'm sitting on this chair in my room, I will end up going to my bed, taking my laptop or my tablet, uh, my iPad, wherever I'm watching this movie online, and I end up falling asleep. It's a, there's a 80% chance that I end up, during these longer movies at least, if I were to watch a longer movie at home, it's a 80% chance that I fall asleep through it. There's just, that's, there's a high possibility. Whereas and if I go to a theater, depending on the time of day, what I do before that go seeing a movie, if it's first thing in the morning and I'm already fresh and I'm awake, uh, there might be a bigger, better chance, but I don't like going to the movies in the early morning. I typically like to go in the afternoon, um, midday. Um, that's, that's my spew. Um, but if not, go like late at night. Well, not late at night, but in, you know, later on during the nighttime. But again, if it's three <laughs> three hours, you may end up falling asleep. Oh, there's a high possibility. But again, higher possibility of me falling asleep at home than it is for me to watch this long movie and fall asleep in the theater. I don't want to fall asleep, period, simply because, obviously, if I'm going to watch this movie, I'm going to pay for this movie, especially, and I'm going to watch it. I don't want to miss anything. Um, I also don't want to... I don't want to miss anything because I'm feeling like I'm not getting my money's worth, even though I can sit and I have sat and watched movies without falling asleep and was like, I still didn't get my money's worth. This movie was garbage you know, but, you know, and I'm not the type to go get a refund after I watch a movie I dislike. I think that's the gamble you take when you purchase uh, to, to watch a movie. To me, going to the movie theaters is, is much more of the experience than it is to watch a movie. Because like I said, I can find these movies online. Like, honestly, I, I really can but there are certain things where it's just like, but I want, I, I'm, I'm paying, I'm not just paying to watch the movie, I'm paying for the experience. So sure, the movie may not have been good, but was my experience well? Then sure, then I got my money's worth in that aspect. Probably not in the movie aspect, but in the aspect of going out, leaving the theater, eating some, you know, terrible food that one should not be eating all the time, but I just went to the doctors the other day, or at least I just got a checkup uh, to some sort, and I'm pretty healthy, you know, really healthy. That's what the doctor said, honestly. And yes, I'm flexing right now. So I can eat that junk from time to time because I do eat that junk from time to time anyway. But in the movies, although I go like once every few months or so, is one of those times where I eat that junk. So that's paying for the experience. So I'm not one to, again, get a refund if I'm like, now, if the entire experience was terrible, like, 
first of all, if the experience is terrible in the sense of I was waiting in the line for long and I hadn't, I didn't, I've never waited in the line for movies at, at all. Like in my adult life, the last time I waited in line for a movie was, I was still an adult. I was a young ass adult though. Um, but this was a totally different movie theater. It wasn't the AMC that I typically go to. Now, you're probably like, well, you, you just shut it out, AMC. Yeah, yeah, bitch. Yeah, some companies and some people are going to get shout outs because it goes along with what I say, <laughs> you know. But if you're other podcast or a fellow podcast or just some other business or whatever the case is, now I go, I'm not going to tell you what type of, I guess, candy I get. You know, they want that shout out. They can get that. Again, contact me, ad uh, sponsorship, baby. Uh, you know, AMC doesn't sponsor this, but you might hear an ad from AMC. Who knows? You know, I don't, I'm not, you ask Spotify. You might hear an AMC ad. I heard a Home Depot ad on one of my Jones one time. So go, go, go to your hardware store and uh, go to your local Home Depot and get your hardware needs. Anyways, that's what the, that's, thanks for sponsoring Home Depot. <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, so. I'm not really one to get a refund because I don't like a movie. I say that just to say if I end up not liking this movie um, and length is not a reason for me not to like a movie. It's the content, obviously. A movie can be super long and it still be good. A movie can be an hour and 20 minutes and still be bad. It's a decent enough time for a movie, a decent, a decent amount of time for a movie, but still you can still make a horrible movie. In my opinion, or bad movie, in my opinion, in an hour or 20 minutes. It don't matter. The, the the time is not my biggest issue. I really do want to take away what I want. I would really do want to enjoy this movie to the point where, you know, whatever I take away is just what I take away. But I'm rambling and all that, and I'm wasting time. Uh, but I wanted to say number... I, I'm still saying might watch this movie because um it really depends on what my schedule is looking like as of lately i do have to make a trip to the movies because again amc and that's the only reason why i am you know shouting them out amc they might sponsor but also amc um my stubs points (laughs) they notified me the other day um, that my stubs points are about to expire. Uh, don't really know what to do with those points. Um, but nonetheless, it just reminded me, okay, I haven't been to the, th- uh, movies, uh, since I saw Ninja Turtles, right? And that was, I didn't do like a review for that, or at least, you know, a full-fledged review of that, but that was back in like, August. That was like the a couple days before my birthday. Um, so, yeah, like that. It, it's it's been a uh, you know we're we're in November now, by the way. Um, so it's been some time um, since I've been to the movies. So I'm like, I don't know what to watch though, because honestly, there was nothing of interest. Like I said, I saw this trailer once. And never thought to to watch it. But since I've heard talk about it, reviews about it, um, and there was a aspect that was brought up 
within. And now I will say the reviewers, although I'm not going to shout out the podcast, I will say they did pique my interest in wanting to go see this film. Um, I'm not going to tell you how they felt about it because you can go over there and listen to them if you know who they are. But, you know, I'm not going to tell you how they felt about it um, because I'm pretty sure they will want you to go to their platform anyways. But whatever they said did pique my interest a bit, um, both the pros and the cons that they had. But whatever they were saying did pique my interest and wanted to go see it. So I'll say all that just to say, yeah, you might get a Killers of the Flower Moon review from me. All right. But that won't happen until a couple weeks from now, because, um, again, I, I got to make sure that I can. As of right now, I don't have the time to just allot three hours to sit in a movie theater. Damn sure don't have it today. As I've stated before, I've got a Zoom meeting coming in the next 31 minutes now as I'm speaking. Uh, Well, you know, not 31 minutes. I got to be on there in 31 minutes. But, you know, probably within the next 15 or so, I got to get on, get ready to get on there. Um, So, yeah, there's that aspect. Um. So clearly, and then I got some other things I got to do today. Today is not the day. Tomorrow is definitely not the day as well. Next week, I don't think is will be the day um, at all because I have work stuff I got to do. Um, so I'm saying to you right now, like, I don't see a day to where I can make, you know, I can't just, you know, or at least be, I, I like to plan out these things, you know? Um, because it's an experience. It's a, it's an experience. It's a day where I really want to, you know, make sure that I am clear to just go to the movies and enjoy myself. You know, um, that's just me. So you will get one. you you might get one. I must say might, um, because it might be a situation to where I end up going to the movies and using my stub points on something else. <laughs> <laughs> and not that movie. But you might get a review from me um, about that movie. But nonetheless, I will start off what I want to say here. I know, 14 minutes in, right? I'm terrible. But um, I will start off of what I want to say here about the aspect of assimilation, right? Um, and as you can see from the title of this topic here, Um, assimilation is a hell of a drug. I feel as though I've talked about this in the past, um, or maybe it's just me having these conversations in my head and not necessarily talking about them, or at least fully fleshing them out to the point where they're no longer (laughs) conversations that I have in my head. Um, But Assimilation is one hell of a drug. So why do I say that in regards to this movie here? Well, I'm going to describe a bit of what was described to me, again, um, as far as the events that took place in this movie. So white men came to this uh, Native American reservation and did what white men have been doing forever. 
going to these places and just killing, taking lives, ruining lives, essentially, but taking lives. They went to this place um, and they've been killing all the men from this tribe, right? No one gives a damn because these are natives, right? They go in there, they're killing these men. Um, but they're pretending to be pretty much sheeps and wolves. They're, they're pretending to be sheeps, these white guys. They're going there, they're they're promising like they're going to treat these people right, they're going to help them out, yada, yada, yada. They're going to give them civilization, yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm saying? Um, they're killing these men and one of the questions that was brought up, and I agree with this question as well, was brought up by one of the uh, podcast speakers was, why are these women marrying these white men, having babies with these white men, knowing that these are the men that's killing, that's essentially killed their husbands, killed their brothers, kill, killing the men within their tribe. I thought it was the there was a response by the only woman in the on the podcast, but she pretty much her response was because there are no other men to choose from. I think that is not a sound response. To put it very lightly, that is not a sound response. That is not sound thinking. That may have been the case, but I don't think it's a sound response. And I don't think that way of thinking is actually, uh, I don't think that way of thinking is actually worth, you know, it's actually a sound thinking. To be honest with you, again, didn't see the movie. Um, I when I if or when I see it, I keep saying when. So maybe God is like, go and see this because he keeps putting the word when in my mouth. But I guess I am going to see it. Like I said, it ain't no anytime soon though. A couple weeks, I give you. Two weeks, uh, two three weeks out from now, from when this episode is airing, at least. Uh, so you're gonna have to do some waiting. But in the meantime, continue listening and subscribing to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's a good enough excuse to fuck and marry you the your abuser, your oppressor, essentially. Or the oppressor, the oppressor, the abuser. Like that's not no. Because there are no other men around. I'm sorry. I think the reason why they did so is because of assimilation. They they brought up the fact that, you know, once these white men came into these areas, um, they pretty much, uh, a lot of the culture was being lost. A lot of the practices and all this other stuff that these native tribes, or this tribe uh, in particular, but I'm pretty sure this has happened in other tribes as well, but, um, or at least I'm guessing, I can't say I'm pretty sure, but I'm guessing stuff like this has happened um, in other tribes as well. Um, But this tribe pretty much assimilated. 
and they brought that up as well. And my thing is, you're willing to give up who you are. You're willing to forgive your abuser. You're willing to forgive the murderers of your people to be close to whiteness. Because it seems as though no matter the skin color, no matter the religion, no matter the, no matter the cultural difference, the cultural practice, a lot of folks, black folks included, tend to think, and I mean a lot of non-white folks, and I mean non-European white folks, not the off-whites, or the uh, second-class whites is what I call them. Uh, I call them off-whites and second-class whites. I'm talking about non-European whites because even off-whites and second-class whites believe this way. Where the closer you are to whiteness, European whiteness, the better you are out in life. Now, Europe has done a lot of just emotional and mental damage to the world for folks to even think that whether you are the darkest of African um, or you are in fucking off white Colombian, you know, <laughs> white presenting white looking, uh, but you, you use your, your ethnicity being Colombian or, or whatever country from uh, South or Central America you're from, and you use that as a way of saying, I'm not white, but you know you weaponize the fact that you motherfucking are off-white <laughs> to get the advantage of white skin, the advantages of white skin. This is stuff I've talked about in the past. This is stuff that I'll continue to talk about. This is not necessarily something I'm going to delve 100% deeply into when I end this segment here, or at least this topic here. Um, but nonetheless, it's a thing, and people can pretend like it's not a thing, but it's clear as your skin. It's clear as the white folks that you want to be. It's clear as day. This thing is a thing. But even it's not even just white presenting folks. It's, again, people who might have darker skin tone as Native Americans tend to have. Or Native people tend to have. Yes, you have them who have more so, quote unquote, fairer skin, right? Um, but that's not all of them. You know? But whether they are fair skinned or not, the idea of assimilation, it's a drug. It's a drug that permeates the, the minds of everybody. And it gets people to do things, act a way, pr practice things that is not them. It'll get things to allow, it, it does things like allow your killers, your abusers to have a hope, uh, have, have to share space with you, to have a safe haven 
with you. While you view people who look like you, grew up like you, sound like you, talk like you, or at least can identify with your struggles, truly identify with your struggles, you still view those folks as threats, but not the actual threat. Another thing that killed me about this film, or at least what I was told, and the the again, I haven't, I can't speak on the film, haven't seen it. I'm not going to be one of them people that speak on something I haven't seen, like you motherfuckers did with Sound of Freedom. We already went over all of that. By the way, Saturn Freedom is still one of the best-selling movies of 2023, and um, it's it had it premiered on I believe it was Amazon Prime. It's got a it's premiered on Amazon Prime, and it's doing well. So, all you number holes out there that's like, oh, this movie sucks because it didn't sell. It's one of the best-selling movies top selling movies it's been like what top two since it came out at one point it was the actual best-selling movie of 2023 so uh yeah (laughs) yeah snapping at you anyways um back to this movie though Again, haven't seen it, can't speak on it. But I can say that in the review, again, someone mentioned that there was a character who mentioned uh, that these white folks pretty much destroyed... That so one of the native characters brought up Tulsa, Oklahoma. And for those who know what happened within Tulsa, Oklahoma, um, you know. But for those who don't know, there was a... Black Wall Street is what it was called, but it was a pretty much a thriving black community out in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And it was bombed by terrorist, angry, white, jealous mobs, you know, white men, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, just white terrorists that don't get called terrorists, but white terrorists, um, you know, crazy racist and all that. Um, And they did this because they were jealous that black folks was out here thriving within their own community that we didn't need to go around and doing the same shit that they do. Killing, robbing, stealing from others. Um, We didn't need to do that. It was black owned businesses. It was black banks. It was black owner home ownerships. Um, black education, everything was thriving. And white folks couldn't stand the fact of seeing black folks thriving without them. And therefore, they thought, let's just bomb this motherfucker. Let's destroy the lives of these places, of of the people in this place. So, the acknowledgement in this story of okay, these white men have done this before, but you still allow them to come into your community and wreck your community, even though you know for a fact that they are capable of doing this. Again, 
one could be like, how can someone allow this to happen? If especially if they know the history of these people, because assimilation is a hell of a drug. It's also the fact that maybe these folks were probably like, oh, well, we're not those blacks. We're not those. I'm not saying all native tribes think this way. I'm not saying, uh, you know, but I have seen some folks from other cultures, not just Native Americans, who think that white supremacy is just threatened by black folks. And as long as you're not black, you're good. You're safe from being attacked from white supremacy. Even though the off-whites and the second-class whites have learned time and time again that that is not true, that racist white folks will attack your ass even though you don't have black skin. That white supremacy isn't just a thing that is, oh, we're just anti-black. No, they are anti-anybody who isn't white. European white. Not, again, white adjacent. (laughs) Not white wannabe, but if you're not European white, you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 going to attack you, right? And because they attack each other. I mean, you see it with you seen it with Nazi Germany. So it's not just it's they're against. They're for white supremacy for sure. Um, but that doesn't mean oh we're just anti-black. And as long as we don't identify as black, we're good. No, it's not that. But I ain't gonna lie, the acknowledgement of just this this happened to us just like how it happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. You acknowledge that you so you you acknowledge you know the history. That these men, these folks, these people, you acknowledge that there's ugly history and yet you still allow this thing to happen to you. This is not even a discussion on the movie. This is more so a discussion on the historical because this is based on a true story. True events actually happened. I believe it was the 19... I don't believe it was the 1920s, probably some years later after the 20s, but... uh, it may have been. I, I will know for a fact when I see the movie. And I said when again, right? <laughs> but I just want y'all to sit on that point of assimilation being a hell of a drug. Because I got to get ready for this Zoom meeting now. That you got folks who are willing to put themselves in danger if it means proximity to whiteness. All right, we are back. So, as I was stating before, I don't think it's wise for any group. I'm not just, you know, targeting the natives. They just happen to be discussed, or at least this tribe, because this movie is about them, right? And what they went through. I'm not 
saying that I'm insensitive to what they went through. Like, oh, if y'all would have never fucked with those white men, this would never, ever happen. Because, you know, even if they were to scave them off, um, from history has shown that these white dudes were not going to just, okay, they're not, they, they don't want us here. We'll just go peacefully. They're not going to do that. So there, they may have, there, there was going to be violence either way. You know, there was going to be, you know, a pos- a high possibility of violence, a high possibility of just uh, mistreatment done to these people either way. But I am saying is I don't think it's wise for any group to then try to excuse allowing these white men into their community and procreate with them, have families and all this other stuff and allow them to just assimilate your entire culture. I'm saying it is not wise to do so with the excuse of, well, they've killed all of our men and therefore we need to continue on our lineage and the only way we or we need to be protected and the only way we are able to continue on living as a tribe is to then fuck, marry and have families with our the, 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 the people who killed our men. As if this tribe was the only native tribe in America at the time or just in general. What's that term? Making inroads? Here's where this tribalism to me has always been whack, but it's just the aspect of no one thought that, okay, let's contact other members of this tribe because we know what's going on with our men or we are seeking other tribes, other native tribes. You can be of a different tribe, whatever the case is, but you're still of the native people. Like this is still like you still have some identifiers uh, that similar identifiers that you can uh, get along with, you know? Um, And with that being said, to me, doing that is a lot better than just allowing your abusers into your homes and your community and to then continue to abuse y'all. Because it wasn't like, oh, we're just going to kill all the men so we can fuck the women and get the beneficiaries of this oil because I don't think I explained much of what happened. So it wasn't just these men going into this community and killing all of the men or the majority of the men or whatever. So within these communities, it was, let's go here again, destroy this community by taking away the men. And history has done this, especially with the black community. Let's take away the men by any means necessary. In this case, we're talking murder. Murder these men in cold blood. Let's murder the men. Um, and it wasn't just like, oh, because we want to fuck all these Native American women, right? 
they use the term ending, I believe, but I'm being as much as you might dislike what I'm saying right now, I'm trying to be as politically correct as possible as far as the verbiage that I use. I'm not going to not speak my mind because you might be offended by the truth or you might be offended by a different of opinion. I'm not going to not do that, but I am going to at least be sensitive to whatever verbiage is being used to describe specific groups, unless you're an evil cracker. And I'm just going to use the word evil cracker. It is what it is. If you're not an evil cracker, you shouldn't be offended by the word evil cracker. But if you've been done harm by the uh, harms, uh, if you've been harmed by the doings of evil crackers, well, then yeah, I'm going to have a, a level of sympathy um, and a level of sensitivity to you. Um, because as someone who has been harmed by evil crackers, I know how it is to be harmed by evil crackers. But with that being said, because I know how it is to be harmed by evil crackers, I am not going to then excuse people who allow these MFers into their homes, into their lives, into their, into their communities to then say, well, you know, there was not enough men around. Well, you know, the boys that were in the community, the males that were in the community, were not old enough to to make babies yet. And no, because yeah, sure, in your tribe, maybe the there's a declining number of of uh, of men simply because these white men are going around killing the men, being the savages that they are. That does not mean you can't reach out to other tribes, other natives. But tribalism, and I'm guessing that was the reason as to why that wasn't even the case. Because to me, I'm not the smartest motherfucker in the world. I say that with the notion that I don't believe I was the only person to come up with that idea of, why not just reach out to other tribes? And maybe they did. And again, either the movie didn't cover it or the people that I was listening to talk about the movie and didn't necessarily cover it. Or they did, and I just forgot it. But I can tell you right now, I listened to that review just a few days ago, a few days from when I am recording this, not a few days from when you may be listening to this. It's probably been a week now since they dropped their episode in between this episode being released. But I can tell you just a few days ago, I was listening to their review. And I can tell you based off of memory... And didn't mention anything about them trying to reach out to other tribes and and seek protection, seek uh, you know an alliance to make sure that um, they can you know go there and say hey we 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 have people from this tribe and you know get together and stuff and have the men there as well. The, I didn't I didn't hear any mention of that. Again, that might be covered in the film. That might be covered in history books. I haven't heard from that uh, in regards to this situation here, at least. Because I know Native tribes have banded together before against white supremacy. And that's the stuff I love to see. But again, 
it took it didn't take for me to say these things for those tribes to say let's band together i'm just someone at saying it because one it's the smart thing to do and two i've seen it done before so i know it can be done again I also know that other cultures have this us first mentality. It's not just black folks. You know, there's this saying that I I really like using be one or black first. And pretty much that's a saying within the conscious black community to where, um, or the pro black, the conscious pro black community where um, we center ourselves first before we go around um, and focusing on other people's, you know, problems or whatever the case is. We focus on what we, we, uh, we have to do for ourselves first. We fill our cups for, up first. And then once we have an uh, overabundance of whatever we need, or we have enough of what we need, we then go around and, if we feel like it, of course, but we then go around and we fill other people's cups. But we focus on our cup first, essentially. Now, that's clearly not all the Black community. That's clearly not all of every community. But I say that the Black community isn't the only, or at least a sector of the Black community isn't the only part of the Black, or isn't the only community that does this self-centering, uh, you know, us first uh, folk, this mindset, us first mindset. Heck, and white folks do it even when they are enacting violence amongst other people, amongst themselves. It's us first, especially with other people, though. It's us first. They're doing this because they're focused on themselves and not focusing on the lives that they're affecting with their, um, with their ways, So my thing is because this tribe, based off of what I was being told, because this tribe didn't have an us first mentality, it was more so of a assimilate first, or if it was a us first, it was let's we'll be the ones that's we'll be the natives that's closer to whiteness than all the other groups, which means we are the better group because we're now, because we have this proximity to white folks. Time and time again, people of other cultures don't seem to understand how detrimental that mentality is. And it's, this is still stuff that happens today. You, you see it happening within politics. You know, white liberalism is a thing. No matter how many non-white liberals are in the white liberalism movement, it's still white liberalism because the face, the talking points, the people, the overall demeanors and behaviors comes from your typical white liberal. It's mirroring them. It's all for this idea of being proximity to them. So it doesn't matter how many non-white faces you see in these movements. 
you're not trying to, you're still trying to be them. So they are still the rulers. They ruled your mind before they ruled your body. Clearly they've got you. Simply because they don't physically have their hand up your butt. But they do have a stranglehold on your mind. They got you. So I don't want to speak too much on, you know, again, this movie that I have not seen. But again, the aspect of assimilation being a drug, one hell of a drug, is, you know, a theory of mine or not even just a theory because I see it happening. But it's a thought of mine. I'll just use those that word. It's a thought of mine that, again, I feel as though all uh, there's a history of it being shown to be true and there's a present of it shown to be true as well. And I'll get into that aspect actually within the next topic. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned. So what's up, y'all? So many of y'all already know that I have a lot more interest in politics and life and speaking with fellow writers and authors and just other people in other fields that I think are amazing. I have a love and interest for music as well. Now, I don't necessarily create music. Well, I do make beats. Y'all should check them out whenever I share them on social media. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, all that. But I'm talking about a dedicated podcast where I speak about music. So if you like my honest discussions about whatever I talk about here, you're going to love the honest discussions I have about music over at the My Two Cents podcast. That is a podcast I do, a weekly podcast. I've been doing it just as long as this podcast that you're listening to right now. The My Two Cents podcast can be found anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Go over, subscribe to My Two Cents podcast. That is the word My Two Cents is spelled numerically dollar sign zero dot zero two podcast right after that you'll be able to find it everywhere you're listening to this podcast once again go over subscribe to the my two cents podcast new episodes every monday just like this podcast now let's get back to the show all right so this next topic here keeping up with the joneses now or why you shouldn't keep up with the Joneses. Let me put it that way. Now, you shouldn't keep up with the Joneses unless your last name is actually Jones. And when I say that, I don't mean even if your last name is Jones, I'm not saying keep up with other Joneses out there in the world because Jones is a is a very common last name, so... You might be related, well, you might or might not be related to people who share your last name because you have a common last name. But nonetheless, by the way, I found out that there is an author, <laughs> the same last name as me, a white lady. She's also an author, and I'm an author as well. I don't know if we relate it. 
<laughs> never seen this woman before. Um, but I just thought it was hilarious. I was doing some, you know, some work on my personal author page on Amazon and I've typed in my name, of course. Um, and this lady shows up above me. Um, and I'm like, Laura blank. (laughs) That's not her last name or our last name spelled the same way and everything, but she, we have the same last name and I'm like, I've never seen this woman before. So clicked on her profile, looked at her Instagram, looked at all this stuff. She, again, author, just like me. I just thought it was hilarious. Uh, but nonetheless, even with her, I'm not trying to keep up with her because we're both, we might be related or might not be, but, <laughs> but, um, we both have the same last name when we're both authors, right? You don't have to have the last name to not keep up with the Joneses. You, the only people you should be keeping up with, because even if that is your last name, the only Joneses you should be keeping up with is yourself. This whole idea of keeping up with the Joneses, and I, I'm pretty sure people understand how, honestly, how stupid this idea is. You know, how ridiculous it is to compete with the people within your neighborhood and pretty much for those who don't know maybe because this is more so of an american term and although the majority of my listeners are americans i do have listeners all across the world but for those who don't know what the term whether you're american or not who don't know what the term keeping up with the joneses means it pretty much it pretty much means um you, it, it's when it talks about a family unit pretty much. So you or your family, um, trying to live up to a certain standard to be of, you know, to be seen a certain way, to be seen as within the in crowd or to just live up to standards that might be higher than yours, um, or at least outdo or to one up um, someone else. And again, this is typically brought up within the car, the aspect of your neighbor or people who live in your neighborhood, your community in general. Um, but it can extend to, I've seen stuff like this happen at church where you've had people who are, who go to this church or go to church in general, try to, one up one another, right? Um, and these people don't live in the same neighborhood or anything, so they're not trying to one up one another as far as, oh, my house looks like this, my car looks like this, I have this model of Mitsubishi, or you know, I have this model of Tesla, or this model of, uh, you know, uh, Buick, <laughs> uh, whatever car. You know, um, it's not just that, or I have solar paneling on my house. Well, I have solar paneling on the back and front of my house. Or I have this, or I have that. It's not always to that nature, uh, but it is something petty and small-minded like that. Um, Again, it could be people who frequent 
you know, a certain place such as a church on a weekly base. Um, you know, I haven't seen this happen at work. I mean, I've seen people try to compete and compare and contrast one another at work, but it wasn't on the manner of keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses, how that, how this whole, how that differs from other types of, I guess, um, compare and contrasting is it typically starts where one person again is like I see that person it typically comes with a perception of they're doing better than me and I either want to live up to that same standard or I have to look like I'm doing better than them so I have to do something to make it look like to not only them but other people who subscribe to this mindset. And the assumption is always everybody within these neighborhoods subscribe to that mindset, which could be the case, but it also could not be. But nonetheless, um, and it might be a situation where you're keeping up with somebody. You're trying to keep up with a Jones who ain't even paying any no mind to you. This individual is just out there living, living, but they're out just, just living in life. And they're doing them. But every single time you see them do something or acquire something, you feel the need that you have to get something that you feel is of a higher, higher value, even though it's the same thing or the same quality, right? You might get the same car as them, but in a different color. Now, again, like I said, I haven't seen stuff like that happen in the workforce, uh, but I would have seen, of course, petty and small-minded um, activity happening within the workforce. But keeping up with the Joneses, why you should stop doing it or why you shouldn't have been doing it in the first place is there's no real reason why anyone should do it. Like no real valid reason as to why people should want to keep up with the Joneses per se. There's nothing. It's it's all baked in materialism. It's all baked in assimilation. Hence why I said uh, a few minutes ago or so before the break that, um, you know, all of this is interconnected. It's all baked in all of that. I've had a, a, a mother say to me, well, you know, the kids in my neighborhood, they're taking their kids uh, when their kids go to summer break, they're going to summer break in countries like China. They're going pretty much going overseas during their summer break. So they taking uh, they'll go to overseas somewhere for like a week or so, right? And she can't necessarily uh, afford to send her kid to these other places. My response is. Okay, you can't do that now. But that doesn't make you or your child less than, and it doesn't mean that your child still can't have an experience. A lovely summer. Simply because they're not going overseas. You know? If if the child 
is around friends and around people because again other 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 you know youth members in the community and stuff if they're around these folks and these kids come back from their trips and they're just talking about wow i was you know here and this is what we did here and blah 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 or if they're trying to make your child feel less than feel bad feel poor simply because they didn't they can't their parent can't afford to send them to china To me, you have to question, why would you want your child? And your child should be able to do that too, especially if they're a teenager or whatever, or at least not to the magnitude as an adult. You know, I'm a 32-year-old man. I'm not going to have the same type of level of thinking, or no 32-year-old should at least, should have the same type of level of thinking as a 15-year-old, you know, Um, a teenager in general. But nonetheless, there are some things as the parent, because you're much older than the child, even if you're only 10, 15 years older, still older than that child. As the parent, there are things that you can instill in your kid that reminds them that materialistic stuff like that does not matter and it does not hold any type of value. I won't say it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter in the sense of your value and who you are. And then, yeah, your, your neighborhood friend, your neighborhood uh, friends and kids and stuff, the kids in the neighborhood can go to China or go somewhere else during the summertime or go to spring break and, and some other place, right. Or spend winter break somewhere else. Uh, and you just gotta, you know, at this moment in time, your mom is, or your parents, whoever, um, can only send you maybe across town or maybe across the state or, you know, somewhere within the States, um, And that's okay. That's okay. Because there are a number, at least you can travel. There are a number of parents who never sent their kids traveling anywhere. It's because they can't afford it. They couldn't have afforded it. I can tell you right now that traveling, all the traveling I've done in my life was on my own dime. I've never traveled as a kid. We didn't go anywhere outside of Boston. Outside of Massachusetts, as to say, we went to neighboring towns and stuff, but that was for like shopping trips. And that wasn't fun for me. <laughs> you know, it wasn't let's go out of town to do this fun thing that this that's in this town specifically. It was because my mom liked some grocery store that we didn't have access to within our neighborhood. And my dad was willing, or at least didn't say anything about it, but nonetheless was willing to take us 
to these neighboring cities to go grocery shopping. Because that's this that was a store my mom wanted to go to. I'm not down talking to him. I'm not I'm just giving y'all the facts of how I grew up and as far as just this idea of in relation to me with this whole idea of keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh moments where my parents fell into that. And as a kid, you do p- kind of play into that aspect, especially if it's something you want. Like, you know, a video game system of some sort. You talk about how your friends got this system and you don't like you you know your parents don't want to be seen if if the other parents or parent you know the caretakers of that child within the neighborhood finds out that you didn't get you know you being a parent finds out that you didn't get the your child the latest video game or whatever the case is uh simply because you, you they didn't get the get them the latest video game you might think oh well they're going to think I'm poor now because I can't afford this new system for my child, you know, and they can because they did get it for their child. But again, it's all rooted in materialism and, and, you know, assimilation. Wanting to belong, wanting to be seen a certain way. You can still give your, and there's been plenty of people. There's people listening to this podcast right now. I've had guests on this podcast say the same point. I didn't grow up with much, or I didn't grow up with this experience, or I had this experience, but, or I'm going through these things right now. I don't have much. I don't have this. I don't have that, but I am making the best of what I have. You hear me talk about it all the time as being a podcaster for, um, you know, a total of six years now. Going on seven. That I don't have the the uh, equipment at this point it's not that you know it's not that there was no point in time that I couldn't afford it you know the proper podcast equipment it just got to a point where it's like I'm not gonna spend money on it I'm not gonna spend money on it because I'm the way that I'm recording this podcast now is appropriate for me right now it's been working for seven years damn near seven years and it's working now it's to the point where I, if I wanted to go outside right now and record as I've done, I can do that because I have this device called a phone that I can use as my microphone and record audio on it. And the neat thing about this device is I can do this outside. I can do this inside. I don't need to have a big ass setup of microphones and, and audio sound engineers. I don't need to hire nobody to fix this shit and, and work all this other stuff. 
But if I were to keep up with the Joneses as a podcaster, I would look at what the Joneses are doing. And say, well, they got this set up and I have to have this set up. Or I have to have one that looks better than that. Because if I don't have it, I won't be considered a real podcaster. Or they have this type of microphone. Now it's okay to look at equipment other people have or just other things other people have and you're like I can use that as well I'm not saying don't do that but if it's all in the purpose of I'm doing it to look the part that's where the problem lies I'm not saying don't get nice things for yourself I'm not saying don't send your kids on nice trips or give them experiences that you may not have uh, had when you were a child I'm not saying not do these things I'm saying the mindset behind all of it, if your mindset is I'm only doing these things because I want to keep up with the joke, I want to look the part, I don't want to look a certain way amongst these strangers, no, absolutely not. Because you're going to spend your entire life doing that and it's not going to end well for you or your child. You as an adult, you want to decide that's how you want to live. Although I think it's stupid, I'm not going to push back on it. That's your decision. But when you start to subject your children into this, that's when I feel as though I need to interject, whether that's my child or not. And it's not my child. But I still feel the need to interject and say, hey, don't put that child through that. Because you're going to create somebody who believes that material defines who they are. That their true value comes from materials, from if they can afford to take trips overseas every summer. If they can afford to take trips multiple times per year when they're on school breaks or whatever they have breaks in general. They their their material uh, gains of what they can afford as far as cars and all these gadgets and devices. All of that is con- contingent on their value as an individual, and that is a problem. We don't need more materialistic individuals in this world, and materialistic people know that. Materialistic people are hurt by the, not only their own materialism, but materialism by other people as well but as i stated again before you you want to be an adult you want to do that that's on you but if i can help even even if i can help in any uh, any adult but if i can definitely help prevent any child from having to go through that mindset i'm going to do my part I'm going to do my part and I'm going to, and I'm going to speak on it. And I'm going to do my part and let them know that their value, their true value of, of a, as a human being does not lie in the materials that they possess or what they can or can't afford. So that's just my whole idea of with this whole keeping up with the Joneses thing. Stop doing it. If you are doing it, this is your message right now. This is your calling to stop keeping up with the Joneses. 
If you have, if you haven't done it, but you've been thinking about doing it, this is your message right now to don't, don't do it. If you haven't done it, because that's not something that you do anyways, right on. You didn't need to hear this message, but you probably did listen to support and I appreciate that. But this message isn't for you. It's for those who are thinking about doing it and for those who are doing it. I still appreciate your listen. But you already got this concept. You understand your value does not come from what you possess. Your value does not come from what you can or can't afford. So yeah, there's that. We'll get into the we'll get into another slight break and then the last topic. Stay tuned. All right. This last topic here, it's one that I've been purposely avoiding, um, and I'm still not going to share my total thoughts about it, although I think I am, but it's not It's not anything that I feel as though it's, I don't know, the reason why I said not my total thoughts about it, it's not going to be my total thoughts, honestly, it's just going to be my... Um, My, I guess my, my, uh, in short thoughts about it, you know, the war that's going on between Israel and Palestine, pretty well, it's been going on for, for, for decades, but you know, the current situations of what's going on right now with Israel and, and Palestine. Now I only bring this up because I want to talk about um, the black folks who want to support um, the Palestinians who are siding with Palestine right now. Um, I'm not going to tell anyone what to do or what not to do. Support what you feel is right. But make sure it's your thought at the end of the day. And that's going to be my message to anybody. Make sure the thoughts that you share are actually your thoughts. And you might want to sit and ponder on that before you get to, no, my thoughts are always my thoughts. Are they? It might be true for you, but you might be someone who falls into propaganda from a political leaning, whatever political leaning that might be. So really, really sit with yourself, not sit with people who think like you or that you typically agree with. Um, Sit with yourself. Do not consume any news media. Sit with yourself. Look at this situation, process it, and think. However you want to feel about this situation, sit and process and make sure that your thoughts are once again your thoughts. However you feel is however you feel. Whether they mirror minds or not, it don't matter. All I'm asking you, I'm not asking you to agree with me. 
I'm asking you to simply just sit and think about how you, you, the individual truly feel about this situation. That's if you even want to think about this situation, right? You might be someone that's like, yeah, I know what's going on, but I don't care. (laughs) And that's you. Again, that is on you. Um, In that aspect, I won't say that I don't care, but am I thinking about it day by day? I am not. Am I, am I constantly looking for updates on the situation to create content around it? I am not. I'm not saying people who do so are bad individuals. I think you have to look at the individual at the end of the day. I've, I will say, and I'm not going to say names, because I've seen people who are covering this because this is what they typically do cover, and they typically want to share their thoughts on it. I have no issue with that. No, I will say I do know people who are covering the situation and truly don't give a damn. It's all about where the eyes are. But these are people typically in the quote unquote political sphere when it comes to the Internet. And you can tell when these people are just saying things or just in the sphere because that's where the money is. That's where the eyes is. And they're just being fake. They will insert themselves into certain beefs or insert themselves into certain things that they know damn well they got zero business in inserting themselves in. And yet they do so because it's going to bring attention to them. It's kind of a ramble. I didn't want to talk about those folks, but, you know, God takes me wherever he takes me. But uh, what I do want to focus on are the black folks who are taking a side. Again, I just want to say to y'all, whatever side you take, don't, do not go in thinking, do not take a side with this idea of, I defended you. Now it's, now when it comes down time to, for you to uh, defend black people or my people, You have to do it. Because I think if you enter into any type of aspect of expecting support from people that you're giving support to, and I know I've said this in the past, and I'm correcting my thinking. I'm correcting myself and saying that was wrong of me to, to, to think and say. That, oh, I'm not going to support this group because they don't support me. Now, I'm not saying that you can't take that into consideration. Because although I don't think it's actual support, if you're only supporting people to get something back in return, as in support or just something in general back in return, Um, I don't think that's true support. True support comes from because you truly feel like you want to help them out. You know? Um, You know, at least, and I won't say true, true support, yeah, is that, but yeah, you can have, you know, okay, I did this and, you know, because it's human nature to expect something back. It's human nature to expect, especially if you've been, learning about karma, you've been told about, you know, 
how the way the world works. You do something, you do nice things for people, and they're supposed to do nice things for you, or no nice things come back to you, you know? And I don't mean to sound mockery of that ideology at all. Um, I'm just, you know, saying to, to the people who think it's that simple, I'm mocking y'all. I'm not mocking the ideology. Um, I don't disagree with it. It's just um, you're fooling yourself and you're harming yourself if you think that that's always going to be the case. If you choose a side within this battle and then months later, right, let's just say we're in 2024, something happens. And I'm speaking directly to the black community. Something happens, right? And we are looking for outside support. And you then turn back and say, remember in 2023 when I gave you that support? And then that side says either disregards your support at like you never gave it to them in the first place, or they simply just say, yeah, I remember, and I'm still not helping you out today. That was your choice. That's the risk you run when you go and you help someone. It could be something as small as you helped someone with a spare tire. You know, they they needed a spare. You gave them your one and only spare. And now there's you're you're in the auto incident and you need you need a jump and they can't even provide that to you. Well, I'm not saying it's un it's not unfortunate. It is unfortunate that you can go out of your way to help somebody and they might not return that when you are in need of help. I'm not saying that, you know, that's not unfortunate. Like, again, it is very unfortunate. But that's it's also a reality. And it's also foolish to think that everybody is just going to return. That... um you know, that good deed, that good favor. And there are some people who would return that, but then they'll do a half-assed job and they're only doing it because they're like, I'm only doing this to pretty much get out of favors with you. So it's like, I'm only doing this because you helped me out with this one thing and that was that, but I'm not doing this out of the kindness of my heart and because I truly care or whatever. And sometimes that mentality can make the situation your situation worse. Cause you got someone who doesn't truly care about helping you with it with whatever you need help in. And now they're adding either adding on to the situation being bad with their own stank attitude, or they're adding on because they're not truly putting in the effort that they can put in to help you with this situation. That can make your situation worse. So my thing is support Palestine if that's what you that if if that's who you want to support. 
But when we need it, do not go to the Palestinians and say, hey, Palestinians, we did X, Y, and Z. Because you already ran the risk of not getting that aid when you decided to not put yourself first, not put your people first, and run to the aid of someone else. And it sucks that that's the case, especially for black folks, where we are seen as the world's servants. That everything that we, that we only exist to serve the world. And if someone were to serve us, they're supposed to get something in return from it, from us. But it's not reciprocal. If we go and we help them out, well, that's your job. You're supposed to do that. You're black. Just because slavery was abolished doesn't mean that the mentality of these people or just how they view black folks went along with it. It went along with it with some folks and a lot of folks, I will say, not even some, but a lot of folks. But you do still have that mentality, even with, with you know a lot of folks that still lingers. We are nothing but servants. So I personally choose not to be a servant of anybody but God. And if I decide to lend my services, my aid, it's not that I don't help out or I don't support anybody. I can tell you right now, this is a little bit of what I was talking about earlier. I do want to see a ceasefire. But am I going to go to rallies about it? No. Am I going to see? I want to see a ceasefire because the human inside of me doesn't want to see life lost on either side. Life continuously being taken from either side. But I can't personally say that I'm choosing either side and it has zero. Well, I won't say zero to do with my race. It has very little to do with my race, to be honest with you. And it has more so to do with because y'all both acting in ways that I cannot. I do not. I, I, I just don't slide with, you know, and sorry. Race is a other part of it as well. Not saying that I would excuse it if it were black people doing these things as well, but to me, I would have a lot, uh, a little more understanding for why the reaction is the way. But I still wouldn't excuse the totality, the the harming of children, the kidnapping of people. My thing is either side. Stop harming innocent lives, innocent people. Both sides. You want to fight soldiers? People who are willing to pick up weapons? Go ahead and do so. But I'm going to, I am going to say to anybody who 
is claiming to be a civilian, but you're picking up a weapon to attack, not to defend, but to attack, you're no longer a civilian. And even if you are picking up a weapon to defend yourself, technically that first, the, the moment you end up pulling that trigger, and if it does or doesn't damage someone or property, you are now a soldier. You're no longer the citizen that you want us to believe that you are. Citizens don't fight. Soldiers do. You might not be enlisted in your army, but the moment you decide to fight, you become a soldier. You can be a scared soldier. You can be an untrained soldier. But the moment you decide to fight, you're not a citizen anymore. So don't go around. If you are going around fucking around with people, do not go around screaming, I'm a citizen the moment you get shot. The moment something happens to someone that you're fighting alongside with. We're just, he was just a citizen. They're just a citizen. No, they were fighting alongside with you. They're a soldier. Just because that person wasn't was unlisted and you're not, and you are listed or unlisted. That whole listing versus unlisting, all that shit goes out the window when you pick up a gun and decide to fight. All that is just formality. But just like all formality, it becomes informal the moment the rules, the lines get blurred. The lines get blurred when you start acting like the very thing that you're not a formal, that you don't have a formal title for. Soldiers get up and use guns and fight and, and, and all that stuff. Soldiers go out and kill. If you are someone that's doing that, I don't give a fuck if you're enlisted or not. You're a soldier. So you run that risk like soldiers do. And this is no insensitivity to the life of soldiers. But you run that risk as a soldier does of getting harmed, getting killed. It's on you and your decision. Bringing it back to the black folks. If this is what you want to support, that is what you want to support. If you want to get involved in any way, shape, or form and show the world, hey, listen, we're all not like Ernest. We're all not militant racists who only care about black people. <laughs> if that's what you think of me and that's what you want to show the world or show these other folks, that's you. I'm not going to argue against you and try to prove to you who the hell I am. Because I wouldn't do what you're doing right now, trying to show somebody I'm not this, I'm not that. Somebody who probably already made up in their mind how they think and feel about you. And again, I'm not saying all of them. To be honest, I've never met a racist Palestinian. I've never met a Palestinian who treated me badly. People could say, what about the racist folks that be running the corner stores in your neighborhood? Those are Indians, motherfucker. That was racist of you to even assume they're all the same. <laughs> but nah. And just because they've been Indians and whatever, it doesn't mean I think all of them are like that. But 
yes, I've dealt with the racist Indians. I've dealt with racist white folks. I've dealt with racist Jewish folks. And just because, again, I haven't met or dealt with a racist Palestinian before doesn't mean that I personally don't believe they're not racist. There is that video that somewhat went viral. I believe it was last week. Last week from when I am recording this. Not last week from when you're listening to this. But last week from when I am recording this of the black Israelites verbally protesting against the Palestinians and showing their support to the white Israel late, the Israelis in Israel. Although it's fucking weird because them motherfuckers don't claim y'all. But anyways, um, there was, there was in words hurled at the black Israelites from those Palestinians and Palestinian uh, allies. Clearly showing how much, how they themselves can be racist, although one can argue what they're going through right now is ethnic cleansing over there. But I just really wanted to tell to the black folks, like, yeah, okay, choose your side, but do not expect support and then cry about, well, we did this for y'all and y'all are not. Because had you focused on yourself and your people and getting support from people who look like you or come from the same communities as you, you are likely, much more likely to get far and whatever support that you want than to try to force these people who don't look like you. Yes, that they, they, we, we might be able to uh, identify with similar struggles, but motherfuckers who are Irish, especially, I hear this a lot in Boston, Irish and Italians always love to talk about how they were mistreated and all this other shit. Oh, we were mistreated too. So you shouldn't get, black people shouldn't get special treatment because look at us, we're thriving and all this other stuff. You motherfuckers is white. And what y'all had to go through was pretty much pay your white dues in order for you to be treated like white folks, the white folks that you are. So stop it. Anyways, that'll be the end of this episode. I just want to get that off. You know what I'm saying? Also, uh, uh, I, I... I do want to make this point again, just to reiterate, don't go to these groups expecting support because you might not get it. And then crying about, Oh, we didn't get the support that I gave you. That's the risk you run. But also if you truly cared about those folks, you will do so from the kindness of your heart, no matter your race, no matter if you truly cared about the communities that you supported, you do it out of the kindness of your heart. I support the LGBTQIA community as you hear from the outro and just other aspects as well. I don't expect the entire community to support black folks whenever I push black issues. It would be nice, but I don't expect them to do so. But that's not going to not make me, that's not going to stop me from supporting uh, what I do support from that community. I don't support everything. But the things that I do support from them, 
that's not going to make me stop supporting him. And that goes for other communities as well, the Jewish community. It goes for um, other communities that I support. Because when I show my support for someone or a group, it's because I truly care. It's not because I'm expecting something in return. It would be nice to see those same very people that I spoke up for, that I fought for, um, that I advocated for, to come back and say, because Ernest did this for me and because Ernest of this is of this descent, I will do this for him and his people. It would be really nice to see that. But it would be really naive of me to think that that's automatic. So... There's my thoughts on that. Let me know your thoughts on any of the topics that I shared. You can do so by sending in a voice message. Um, the link down there below will show you how to do that. You can also send me a message on Twitter as well. Um, that's in the link in the description box below. DMs, mentions, or even voice messages on there is pretty fine with me just wherever you're sending your your response however it's going to be be respectful as always you know what i'm saying um check out the other links in the description box below get your official earnest thoughts podcast merch support the podcast that way as well as showing the world that you are a proud listener of the earnest thoughts podcast check out the other Links as well that support me, not just this podcast, but me as what I'm doing as an author, you know, so I can compete with my distant white cousin. Nah, but <laughs> um, just support me as an author, what I do in general, because that's, you know, the passion that I have. I love doing this as well, but, you know, um, I obviously don't, I, you know, my, my, my passion, passion is writing, you know. Uh, so support what I got going on there, hitting links there. And um, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, what are you doing? Subscribe. You know, I saw on Spotify that a lot of the listens that I get from this podcast are actually people searching up the podcast um, on Spotify, which I think is amazing that people are searching me up and then they're listening to it. So to make your life easier, subscribe, <laughs> subscribe. So you don't have to constantly search me up, you know, um, subscribe to the podcast, rate the podcast as well. I know you can do that on Spotify, wherever you're listening to the podcast, though, please rate the podcast, please share the podcast out, share this episode out and subscribe wherever that platform is. Until next time, until next episode. Stay black if you are black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBTQIA plus lives matter. Black women matter. Black men matter. Black children matter. Ceasefire. And I'm out. Peace. Peace.